Rock Salt Radio. Be afraid also, tremendously afraid, for the day of reckoning is upon us. Broadcasting from within our six feet social distance. Me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. Yeah, man, on a mission from God is Aaron Day, Patrick, and Jermaine on the Rock Solid Musecast Experience. Lady PJ. There it is. Putting the band back together. Again. Don't wait. We're on a mission from God. And this week on a mission from God, Aaron. Matt, me and Elwood. Every single time. Man, you gotta understand. Dude, I'm going to start saying the name from now. You can't hear what we can hear. Better if you knew that what we're asking Matthew to do is a holy thing. You see, we're on a mission from God. Motivic. <laughs> Timing's awesome, Aaron. That's it. Sorry they screwed it up for you. <laughs> now you're going to put me right back in the Are we joint. missing something, Jermaine? No, I can hear it. I can hear this stuff in the background too. I guess the timing is right after he says what he says, then he comes in with the name of the person. <laughs> yeah, we've only been doing this like two years. <laughs> and Dave won't realize I'll screw it up every single time. So I don't know why he doesn't just say the band. It was going to work out so great because he said, yeah, me and Elwood. And uh, it's going to work out great, and then they ruined it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. That's what we get for being scrubs, I guess. <laughs> the Lord works in mysterious ways. Man, look at that arm vein. That was awesome. Look at that, boys. Strike out the band, Sal. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's impressive. She's is a friend of mine. Don't sing. Please, don't sing. <laughs> you got two other singers here. We're not in. <laughs> You got us up top and the two singers down below. Let them sing. They don't know the song because they don't listen. Well, Jermaine listens. Yes. He listens. Thanks, Jermaine, for listening. I'll listen. (laughs) When do you listen? Why do I listen? Sure, Jermaine. Why do you listen? Because it's freaking hilarious. Dude, I laugh at almost every single episode. That's good. That's what I aim for. That's it. That's it. Do you aim at, I mean, do you laugh at the jokes or do you laugh at the train wreck? <laughs> I laugh at all of it. It's all just hilarious. Well, honestly, no talk. Completely honest. If you guys have like a radio station that you guys did a morning show every morning, I would listen to it every single morning because I think it's just spectacular. Well, pull some strings out there in Georgia for us, uh, Jermaine. Or wherever. Okay. <laughs> or wherever. Yeah, because I'm such a morning person. I'd be great in the oh, morning. Yes, you would. <laughs> it's morning there now. Uh, are you kidding me? It's 1.30. 1.30 in the afternoon. Oh. Not bad. Hey, yeah. by the way, everybody, thank oh, you uh, for listening. Welcome to the show. If you want to contact us, it's rocksaltradio at gmail.com. Rocksaltradio at gmail.com. We're on Rumble, YouTube, and your favorite podcast platform wherever you live don't do it it's a trap (laughs) is that a bit of star wars it's a trap it's a trap it's a drop (laughs) 
<laughs> Dude's famous for one line. Yeah. <laughs> hey, have you guys been watching uh, the pa- uh, the Chosen season three? Yet. Not no, all. that show always makes me cry, so I have to stop watching it. Oh, okay. It well, literally does. Like watching Jesus interact with it, with not only his disciples but everybody else. It literally makes me cry every single time. Well, I tell you what, um, we got to watch at the theater last night episode seven and eight, the season finale of season three, The Chosen, and uh, that show just gets better and better. You know, there's, there's I don't a mean few, to spoil it for you, but Jesus dies in the end. Okay, I just, you know, <laughs> well, he does die. <laughs> he does die. But in three days, in case you didn't know, you know, he's only under three days under. Yeah, he rises Actually, again. You see, and I, if I'm, if I'm uh, going the Netflix route on this, uh, the the trailer is. In three days. In three days? The reboot. (laughs) (laughs) Words that begin with E end. Our our buddies in uh, Behold the Beloved sent us their brand new song, uh, Silver and Gold. Brand new. No end there. No no end. But it's new. Oh, it's new. That's the end words. Brand new song. And so... Uh, we're still waiting for a three days under new song, uh, <laughs> but Behold the Lovers came through. Uh, here is Silver and Gold on the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. Illusions of contentment leave me wanting more. Glimmers will slowly grow down. 
Hello everyone, this is Chris from The Last Trumpet, and you're listening to Rock Salt Newscast Experience with Dave and Aaron. Rock Salt Newscast Experience, Aaron, Dave, no Patrick, no Jermaine today. ADP in the house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they'll join the join the show later. Yeah. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Never on yeah. time. It, didn't those guys suggest this time to start recording? I don't know. I think and they so, were. And they haven't made it once. Yeah. <laughs> we're our guests all the way from Georgia today. How you say the name? I don't, I don't want to screw it up. That's okay. Motivic. Motivic. Yeah, see, I wasn't sure myself. A lot of people say Motivic. That's I how I usually don't correct them, but Motivic is kind of the... You know, the that's like people it. calling me Dave, but I don't correct them to David. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get called Ron, worth it. Or Ron or Brian a lot. So oh, all Brian. right. So uh, so how'd you come up with the name first? I mean, I'm Yeah, sure. so uh, this was back in 2020 um, during the whole pandemic thing, so... I was kind of looking, you know, I was already writing. So I was looking at names and things and kind of the, in music, there's what we call motifs. They're kind of what we would, you know, in metal call riffs. And so I thought it'd it'd be kind of cool to have this uh, kind of a dualistic name where it's, it's building off riffs and, and motifs in music, but it also has uh, roots in the word uh, motive, like uh, motivated. So it's kind of a dualistic thing. And say the name one more time because I don't want to mispronounce it. That's okay. Motivic. Motivic. All right. Because I would have. I was totally going to call it Motivic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was. Most people do. Most I was still going to go. Yeah. Well, what's that about? That sounds cool too. So we don't usually correct them. <laughs> you should. You should have an album called Moto Dash Vic. Motivic. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, I was clarifying on on social media a couple years ago. I just put a picture of Mo from The Simpsons. A cup of tea and Michael Vick, a picture of Michael Vick, so Mo T. Vick. There you That's go. That's an easy way out. to figure it out. Like yeah. that old uh, game show, Concentration. You remember that, Aaron? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Concentration, where they flip over the tiles, and you yeah. had to figure out the crazy puzzle that was behind it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Used to love that show as a kid. So, uh, Brian. Ha, ha, ha. See, I got him. Brian. Hey. <laughs> it works. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Ryan and Courtney. From Georgia. Now, you guys, uh, we were talking to you a little bit about Jermaine. You guys aren't familiar with Jermaine out there in Tricord in Georgia, I, I, I take it. I'm not. All right. Unfortunately, so, but I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting yeah, to know him. Hopefully, he'll show up. We yeah. Can, uh, uh, we'll see if he shows up. He's known for being out. late. So, you know, um, <laughs> I know. He's late, but always on time. I don't want to speak for him, but I know they're working on some big gig out there or something like that. Yeah. You really should talk to him. Um, yeah. Anyhow, so I love this story of how you guys got together and uh, and then did Motivic. Uh, let's start at the beginning, though. Where where'd you all get together? Yeah, you. Well, um, I was probably fourteen at the time when when Ryan and I first met. We met at uh, really not far from here, uh, a local church we were both uh in the youth group there i i went to a a public high school probably three or four miles maybe six miles away from where he and the rest of the band went um jason weaver the guy who's he's kind of our spiritual mentor in the band um makes guest appearances on every album 
um, he is my cousin. And so he met some guys at, at school uh, that, that were into kind of the old school Christian metal stuff uh, that he and I were into. And before too long, he introduced me uh, to them at a youth group. And that's that to my recollection, that was a long, long time ago, but uh, Ryan is very good with with remembering things and numbers. I'm sure he's going to correct half of what I just said, but no, it's it's roughly. It was, right. it's roughly it was, right. We were very young. Uh, I, I remember the first time we recorded uh, our first demo. We drove down into Alpharetta, uh, and Ryan drove us because I think you might have been the only one with a with a driver's license at the time. <laughs> certainly the only one. He's got a fake ID. Only, yeah, with, with a car. So. Yeah, that we we've known each other for a very 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 long time. Yeah, this year this year will be about about thirty years because we it was ninety three, um, nineteen ninety three. Um, yeah, I was fifteen, almost sixteen, and um, yeah, it was pretty much we hit it off. We talked. I I wasn't aware. I mean, I was aware of metal, of course, but I wasn't aware of like Christian metal. I wasn't really sure, you know, uh, other than Striper, right? Right. So. Um, so yeah, these guys introduced me to like, you know, some of those early ones like Tourniquet, Vengeance Rising, Deliverance. And Deliverance. Um, so that blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute, you know. So, so yeah. help me out here. Help me yeah. out here. It, it's like ninety three, right? And mm -hmm. uh, no, not everybody has a cell phone or anything like that. So, what no you guys are you guys meeting each other out on the streets as you're just you know riding bikes around town, or are you in the youth group <laughs> together, or? Cause it didn't sound like you were going to school together. Well, there, the schools there's in this County, there were at the time about four schools and we were on the West side. He was kind of on the central side. And, and so we, our youth group then was huge. I mean, it was a, probably a couple hundred students. The larger churches around, yeah. if not the largest. Yeah. So we, every Wednesday, Sunday, we were together. Um, and then, um, yeah. So we were in contact we'd get together on the weekends. Usually a Sunday afternoon, we'd be practicing, you know, by one or two o'clock, um, various as, locations. As, as time went on and we, we were driving and we had jobs and we had, you know, means, um, yeah, we, we established a, a practice space and, and we were very, very diligent. It was yeah. the same time every Sunday afternoon. And we, started at the same time and ended at the same time. It's pretty much like everybody practiced on your own during the week. Did that for many, many years. And then yeah. we had kind of, you know. Pieced it all together on Sundays. Yeah, yep. pieced it together on Sundays pretty much, yeah. So it was a blast. And so, yeah, during during the high school years for me, I graduated in 96. And so during those years, and you're 97, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we just, we started playing. And like I said in the bio, or it says in the bio, um, I mean, it'd be churches, it'd be clubs. Um, some festivals, all kinds of stuff. So it was, it was a fun time. Wherever you know. there was a stage, you were on it. Yeah, and sometimes right. you know one person out there, hey, cheering us on. We sometimes put on a few festivals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at a local ranch here, and, yeah. and invited a bunch of bands to come in. Nice. Did. Um, two or three years in a row there. Uh, yeah, and it grew up to. It got pretty big. Yeah, several yeah. several hundred people yeah. with with about seven or eight bands at one time. So mom and dad were pretty supportive of this whole venture. Yeah. I mean, they weren't like big fans of the music per se, but uh, I mean, my mom, she would refer to it as growling music, you know, <laughs> she's like, what are you doing that growling music? But she still gave me some money to go towards the first demo. So that's cool. They were supportive. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So um, yeah. now you're, you're doing this 
rigorous rehearsal schedule where you're rehearsing on your own, you know, each day, each week, but on Sundays you're all getting together for an hour or two, whatever it is. Uh, you ever get just tired of it? I mean, you're going to be what your early twenties at that point. And, uh, I remember me in my early twenties, man, I was, uh, you could capture my attention with any shiny object. So, um, <laughs> Did it become grueling to the point of uh, what am I doing this for? Or, you know, I just don't want to, I don't feel like it today or any of that. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it depends on some Sundays were great. We try to, you know, have a time of prayer and try to keep things like focused that way for us. And, um, but, you know, being teenagers, late teenagers, whatever it was, um, yeah, things could go south. You know, things go south. Drumstick goes flying in the air or, uh, you know, uh, kick an amp when I keep messing up the same part over and over. You, you know, you're human, you're a kid, but you're learning. I mean, for me, I, I, a lot of people don't like to practice, but I love to practice. I always have. And so um, I loved it because I felt like it was the culmination. And when they were on, I mean, it was on. And when it was off, it was off. Um <laughs> But we hung out together all the time. Yeah, we so did. That, we were you know, family, you know, yeah, pretty much we, we were brothers. And so we, we could yell at each other. We were at a show watching yeah. somebody else. I mean, that we, we were always together. And and that was that was up until, 98. You know, I would say up until 20s, you know, yeah. uh, 19, 20. Um, and and we we lucked out and, and um, you know, we, we had a, a, a place to go that was kind of a private, uh, kind of a home that, that, one of our guys had, and and so we just hung out there. Our girlfriends that that now we're all married to, honestly, pretty uh, much, were there with us, and yeah, it was it was more of a, I don't know, I, it it wasn't it wasn't uh, laborious in any way. It was a lot of fun. I mean, we went there to hang out. That was our Sunday, probably one o'clock until six or seven at night. Yeah. Um, wow. So the girlfriends, the, wa- go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say yeah. Towards our practices would go late. Um, you know, a lot of times we would skip and go to church cause it was night church at the time. But, um, but usually t- towards the end of practice, we'd either feel really good or miserable cause school was the next day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> I feel that way like, now about work. <laughs> I know. Right. That's what it was. It's like, ah, oh, so, it's Sunday. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, like, tomorrow's uh, Monday. <laughs> but uh, well, I, so getting together that often, I mean, uh, I'm going to try to paint a picture, I think, is what I'm going to do with this, is is you're in your late teens, early 20s, and at that point, uh, there's nothing better than hanging out with your buddies every day. I mean, that's a good right. life, right? Yep. Um, I happen to know that mm, if I had to hang out with Aaron every day now, we'd probably be at each other's throats. So, um, you know, we go to shows. We're going to a show tonight. You come over, you record, we talk during the week, but I don't want to hang out with him every day. I want to hang out with any one of my friends every day, okay? Uh, yeah, how Dave, do you, As you can tell, Dave's a people person. Yeah, I'm a total people person. <laughs> um, I feel the love. I feel the love. <laughs> Anyhow, hey, I always said I survived COVID, not because I took the vaccine or wore a mask, but it was just simply I didn't like people. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah. I thought keeping a six-foot distance at Walmart was a really good idea. <laughs> um, That's funny. Anyhow, 
what I'm getting at, though, is did you feel any tension at that time, spending that much time together? And I know you got these fun times, but as years go on, it becomes more of a job and less of the fun times, just like I did in radio. So did you ever feel that at a point that uh, your relationships were becoming stressed and maybe that was putting an impact on the music? I would say here, here's how I'd answer that. I, I would say the times where um, we were getting frustrated or bored, we changed our style. <laughs> that is very true. That is a great point. So I, I think, when we, yeah, I mean, we would, we, we stopped, we would stop. I remember a few times we stopped for a few months and we came back as a ska band um, I know. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I love ska. What are you talking about? I know, I'm, I, I know, I'm waiting to hear Motivic <laughs> ska. Could you do that album for me? That's, you just blew the top secret that I have to 2024. Uh, that is very true. Ron. I, I, I never thought that's really what happened. And, 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 and I'll, way, I'll say it even more specifically. It stemmed from our drummer a lot. Cause he would get bored and be like, he'd drive the ship uh, as far as style, but we, it was fun though. I mean, cause we would, we did that for a little while, played that middle festival as yeah, that, yeah, as Bonnet and Seven. Like, we had tubas yeah, we and, tonight and had a saxophone. And, and, what was the name um, of the group? We called it Bionic Seven. We had Bionic Seven. seven. We actually had a tuba player. I don't know of any ska bands. Yeah, I don't know of any. You know, I went and saw, uh, uh, it was a festival. It was a uh, ska punk festival. They still do it, called Punk and Drublick. It's uh, No Effects puts it on. And they okay. had um, Goldfinger on this, and they had... Um, uh, Flog and Molly, and I'm trying to think of the other Less Than Jake. Uh, I fell in love with, yeah, I fell in love with Less Than Jake when I saw him. I'd never, yeah. I'd listened to him before. And I was like, ah, they're okay. But when I saw him, oh, I became a fan. Um, but they made a, a joke or a comment that all these other ska bands that were on this festival had fired their, their, uh, their horn section in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Cause call <laughs> wasn't big anymore. And, yeah. uh, they had to loan their horn section to every other band that was playing that night. Cause they didn't have a horn. That's section. Hilarious. <laughs> and this, uh, this time, I mean, I would say the pinnacle of the ska movement was 97. Yeah. And that's exactly when we, yeah. when we jumped on it. Cause you had the mighty, mighty boss tones that hit. I mean, they didn't hit just, they've been out a long time, hey, but like, let, there's, me, there's let me ask you something. I've got a question. Yeah. It has been burning for a long time. Not just for you. You're just, you're just let the target out. in this one. That's okay. Let it um, out. I feel that Mighty Mighty Boss Tones as a ska band is severely overrated. Yeah. I don't think they deserve the accolades they get. Do you agree? Yeah, I don't think they were near as good as Less Than Jake. Oh, Less Than Jake was fantastic. And you're talking about like Madness and uh, the specials. I mean, what mm -hmm. made the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones so palatable for, for pop radio? I don't know. It was an interesting time. They did have that one album that... that that's was, the one yeah, yeah that was the was one pretty, pretty I, I like one yeah i like one song i like the impression that i get i've listened to the albums yes. i've wanted to yeah. like them i just can't get into them yeah i'm so far removed from scott at this point I, i'd have to go back and refresh well, my memory shame on you shame on you right you know scott 97 and jumped right back off <laughs> scott is all love man and there's it's just your buddies are waiting for you to put that disc in I, actually i i in 2002 i played with a band that opened for five iron frenzy and i don't know if you're familiar yeah. with them yeah from colorado yeah they yeah. were great yeah they were great 
Yeah. Yeah. They we were signed to a label too. near here. There was, um, oh, there was a label, um, in the Bay area they were signed to. So every yeah. once in a while at an obligation to play the Bay area, you know uh, what they would come and you know what really just, uh, you know, what just hit me because, uh, it, no, I was thinking the OC supertones. Yes. There's like 12 people in that band or something, right? There's a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. You're a ska yeah. band in the late nineties. Um, you're not a huge name. You're probably commanding at the most mm, $2,500 a show. And you'd probably be considered pretty lucky at 2,500 bucks. That's and then you got to, yeah. Then you got to split it between 12 people. There ain't no yeah, money to be made. Like, Eighteen dollars and sixty cents <laughs> they, per they, person, and they played everywhere. They were, yeah. They, them, and MXPX were the uh, the face of Tooth and Nail Records at the time. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, and, for sure. And uh, they were playing everywhere, and, and Tooth and Nail was sending them out to to play the small towns in South Dakota. <laughs> but they, yeah. but they got a huge following. Yeah. You know, they were playing yeah. playing huge, and and I I saw them two or three times. They were great. Well, I do yeah. love that you had a tuba in your ska band. Well, you know, you can't just have a bass player. You need a tuba. Yeah. They can step all over each other. <laughs> right? Didn't even think it about it. It was a Didn't good even time. think about it. It was that. a fun time. But I mean, it didn't last long. It didn't last Six long, months? but it, I think what that was is a good palate cleanser mm. for that time period. We had a good time. We dressed different. We did that whole thing. And then we got back to our roots. I see. And finished up by spring of 98 with our last... Um, our last gig. So when the boy band got popular in 2000, you didn't just, uh, just like the whole, we were, we were out before then. Yeah. I could totally you know, see Courtney we, dancing, man. We moved into more of a rap core thing. <laughs> toward the end. Yeah. Towards the end, we had more of, mm -hmm. I think we were listening to a lot of rage against the machine. Uh, yeah. also like, uh, everyday life, yeah, um, me. POD, that was early. That was, so we were shifting style. I'd say in the early mid nineties, we were more like thrash hardcore ish. So, and so with all these different genres that you're tapping into, yeah. Do you just kind of? It sounds like to me you just kind of like, eh, I'm in a thrash metal type of mood. I guess the next album is going to be thrash metal. That's what I'm doing. Oh no, I'm in a ska mood now. Next one's ska. <laughs> <laughs> I think at that time it kind of was, I mean, and now what reflects in, in Motivic is that we do that song to song or in a song, yeah. things move around. And so we try to tell a story using all the palette, like the colors in the, in the musical palette to do it in a try to try to do it in a tasteful way. So, so when, when, uh, uh, I always wonder this about bands. I've asked a few bands when you, when you're starting out and, mm -hmm. uh, a, the, Always fashionably late, Jermaine Nixon from Tricord. Welcome to the show. What's up, man? Hey, Jermaine. Hey. Um, What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. How are y'all? Excited. Good. Are you in Georgia? I am. You guys are in Atlanta. I'm in South Georgia, near Savannah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's cool. See, I thought you were yeah, in North. We're, but... we're just north of Atlanta. Yeah, we're in the Brazelton area right now. Cool, 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 cool. Yep. So, um, now... When you guys are starting out, are you uh, y'all just in love with thrash metal, or uh, I mean, I guess that would be the best label to put on it at that time, right? Thrash. Back then, you're talking about back then. Yeah. Which, yeah. which time starting out? Well, I think back then we, yeah, I mean, we liked it, but we liked a lot of stuff still back then too, but all heavy. Yeah. So, I, so tried, I think even back then, I don't think I segmented it so much in my head, like. Yeah, it, well, it's song. far more fractured and labeled, you know, today than it was back then. Yeah. Um, but you, the um, 
what I'm getting at here is I'm trying to figure out the best way to put it into words, Aaron, which is, uh, were you, let's, let's just say you were doing thrash metal in 93. Okay. That's the one. And, um, is it because you were listening to a lot and you went, you know, I want to do that or, uh, I think I can do that better. Or, uh, is it just like, you know what? I'm kind of more into hard rock, but I sound pretty good on this thrash metal stuff. I'll do this. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So was it, were we in line with what we were listening to? Yeah. Basically. Yes. Very yeah. Much so. Yeah. 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 We were, I mean, I was listening to, um, a lot of tourniquet sacrament betrayal, Metallica, Metallica Megadeth. So a lot of dark a, stuff. Yeah. It was like fast, fast and heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, but you know, um, you know, around 93, 94 tooth and nail, they started launching some of the stuff like focused, you know, and unashamed and some of those hardcore bands, which I really, we liked the attitude and that too. So I think at 16, 17, you're not, at least for me, I wouldn't think in, I just wanted to be fast, heavy, and sometimes not fast, but always heavy, you know, so you'd have chunky sections and groove sections and, you know, in music, I really like dynamics. I like crescendos and decrescendos where it moves and our, you know, humans I, are, we're, we're very emotional. I don't remember what song it was. Cause I just put the album on and listened to it this morning. But, um, uh, you got one song that covers like three or four different genres of music in one song. Like yeah, it's probably inception. Okay. It, it, there was like rap in there. It was new metal. There was trash, you know, and yeah, um, whoever does the uh, whoever does the guitar solo, I should have been more prepared for this, Aaron. Whoever does the guitar solo in this song, where the guitar solo is really kind of slow and everything, and then it works in not thrash. Is that you, Courtney? Did you do that? No, Ryan. Th- that's Ryan you, is, Ryan. Because uh, it had kind of a classic good, rock well, guitar solo like a, to it, and then it just it's like a was a wall. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted a like a. That's a reflection point in that song, um, thematically, and so it has like a Gilmore kind of feel from Pink Floyd, right? Yes, that's a and then it's like, just like humans can just erupt with emotion, it hits, and it just catches everybody off guard. So that's what it's. Yeah, that, that was really cool, and I it caught my ear because of that classic rock kind of Gilmore thing, mm-hmm. and I I wanted to see where you were going with it, and then it. Uh, I mean, it struck me as like a early to mid '90s thrash kind of eruption. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's an eruption. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna take a break here and come back. Um, we're gonna play um, "Harbinger of Dis- Harbinger. Dismi- Harbinger Harbinger." Okay. Of demise. Can you <laughs> can you say the name of the what song? No, 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 no. <laughs> Harbinger of my demise, (laughs) right? Yeah, what's that song about? Harbinger of demise. Harbinger of demise. And what's that song about? Yeah, that song is really, um, it's the bonus track on the vinyl release that just released on Rocks. And what it's about really is just the warning signs, the the warnings of what, you know, of somebody on a path to a, to a bad place. You know, we identified it as like, you know, when you see a, a crow or something, there's, that's a harbinger. It's a sign of something, but this is just, there's signs in your life, if you're going down a bad path, you know, what could be drugs or whatever, 
there's signs of demise. And so it's a, it's a cry or call to uh, recognize that. All right. Great. Harbinger of demise on Rock Salt Musecast Experience.
this is Steve from The Word 66. I am hanging out, rock and roll preaching with the dynamic duo Dave and Aaron here on Rock Salt Radio.
Rock Stop Musecast Experience. Aaron, Dave, Patrick, and Jermaine. Woo-woo. It's ADP, mate. <laughs> ADPJ. ADPJ. ADPJ, mate. Hey, we need to get a B in there. Yeah. ADPBJ. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the band from Georgia. It's a I'm little not, band I'm, from Georgia. Yeah, I, I'm not going to butcher the name. Go ahead. Motivic. Motivic. Motivic, you got it. Yeah. That was it. That's, that, that's why you did radio for 17 years and I did not. It, it, you know, <laughs> that studio audience was for me, not for them. That's right. Because <laughs> I got the name right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I remembered Nobody it. heard your studio audience again. Oh. Hey, Mativik, did you guys hear the studio audience? I did not. Oh, did not. no. It's... It'll be in the podcast. Yeah. Well, it, it'll fortunately, be there. fortunately for you guys, I stream your podcast, so I know the studio audience. Fortunately for us, Aaron. Yes. <laughs> Jermaine <laughs> listens. Patrick doesn't. That's why I said that. Oh, I know. I had some nasty things I was going to say in the text, but then I decided not to. Hey, look here, and I'm sure the guys from Matibic can agree. I don't even listen to my own music because I can't stand the sound of my own voice when it's <laughs> So I'm not going to sit sit around and listen to me bump my gums for an hour either. So, hey, that's a good question, yeah. Motivic. Do you guys listen to your own stuff? Do you get in the car and put on your own stuff for fun? Uh, not for fun. Um, the only, I mean, I mixed the record too, so I've heard it all. So you're really tired of it. I wrote it, <laughs> recorded it, mixed it. I know it, but it's I, I listen to it for. Like I'll check it against a song or a level or, or that kind of thing, but it's, you know, yeah. See, I've, I've found that a lot. I found that a lot where uh, musicians go, no, usually I'll only listen to my stuff when we're going to about to go on tour again or do a show and I want to just brush up or something like that. Um, but yeah, typically the, the answer is, uh, you know, I worked on it so much. I've heard it so much. I don't want to hear it anymore. Um, another person's, uh, uh, recollection was there's so many memories that the band itself has tied to those songs that we all have as listeners different memories tied to those songs so the memories for the band may be much worse than the memories we have as the listeners and you just hate that song <laughs> yeah, I can't say that in particular, but but I I can think of memories that are attached to some of those on that album. Yeah, yeah, and I and I, I, I listened to I listened to it all the way through the other day only because we got the vinyls in, and I sat down and, and listened to it, and I wanted to see specifically how Harbinger fit the theme, where the label placed it. Um, but that was it. That, yeah. That's that's I think I've listened to the to the record. It's been out maybe two years. It came out in December 2020. I think I've yep. listened to it maybe three times, four times. Yeah, but you yeah. played it, brother, three, four hundred times. I mean, we we've yeah, it, it's yeah. taken a while to to work through it all. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I've listened to it way way more than that record is. I mean, I, that was done during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Really, I mean, it started right. We start. I started writing it in 2019, but really, the majority of the recording and mixing were. It was during shutdown. So there's a lot of memories tied with, you know, I was working from home at the time. So there was a lot of, you know, that tied with that. So, yeah, but good stuff. You know, I mean, you, I'm very happy with it. You mentioned the placement of the, the song on the album. Do you guys put a lot of thought into the flow of the album or where you want songs positioned on an album? 
Totally. Yes, absolutely. Totally. What's Matter the thought fact, process? What would this? Let me go back to this vinyl release. So the original didn't have Harbinger, um, and um, I think they really wanted to put it at the end and put the label bonus track. You know, it maybe marketing wise that looks better, but it didn't sit well with me just because it doesn't thematically and musically fit. That last song has to be the last song. The way I wrote it, it's a it's a ballad. Um, so I didn't want the ballad to fade out, and then we get right back into a yeah. heavy song. So and that song pulls the whole record together too. It, it kind of does. Like there's a lot of things. To add something to get the yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, there, there. It's weird the process. Everybody's different. Every artist is different. How they write, how they feel. We're very emotional creatures. We're usually romantics in some way. I don't mean like romance, but I mean like we, everything's tied to stuff and and feelings and things and and it it kind of paints that way, you know. So. How's that go for you, Patrick? You don't strike me as the romantic type. Buddy, I fell in love all over again when I found the Now, you have a, a new album coming out um, the summertime of 2023. Yep. Have you already put the songs together, how they're going to flow uh, flow on the album? Yeah, so it, it is. The, the, the list is there. Um I've recorded about 80% of it um, so far. And so I'm actually taking off in a few weeks and I'm, I'm just locking myself down here to do final tracks. It's all, you know, placeholders right now. So go back, do final tracking, get my drummer probably early March. Lock him in too? Parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not in here. No, no. Okay. I was, was actually, I was like, where are you going with this here? Uh, <laughs> we, no, need, I used we need to, to get the dumb tracks done. Yeah. Come on. Come on over to Georgia. You need to lock yourself in your ba- in my basement with me. What's the lotion on the skin? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the order is there. We haven't announced the official title yet. Um, we will soon, but, um, but yeah, I'm really happy. We we have some um, pretty well-known guests that are going to be guesting on it, which is going to be fun. Do you, so, you have a title for the new album? Or it's we do. Like, or it's like you guys are going tug of war on, no, no, we name it this, name it that. No, the tug of war was the last two years. <laughs> After, you know, we released the others. So hey. we've had se- several working titles, but this this has been nailed down probably six months, and it's, it's what it is. Idea guy here. When you do a greatest hits, call it tug of war. There it is. There you see. Tug of War, God. volume one. Gotta, gotta have hits to be great. <laughs> that's, that's right. We work over there. <laughs> that's right. No, you don't. You only have to fulfill that contract. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, that's I'm, just, I'm just making jokes. No, you can always tell when a band's done with their contract. They just have a greatest there's, hits album. There's a with, greatest hits album. With two new songs. Yeah, you're like. Oh, they're done. <laughs> yeah. No more with that label. <laughs> but um, now you're the, the second band we've had on from Rocks Records. Uh, the first one was, help me, Aaron. Uh, Weapons of God. Weapons of God. That's what I was going to say, but I didn't want to. I, I wasn't confident. The um, uh, And they sound like cool people over there. I like your story of how Rocks Records found you. Yeah. I guess well, tell Patrick tell all about it because he could use some help. <laughs> no, it's cool. Um, yeah, so basically 2020, 
had the record pretty much done, uh, hadn't been mastered yet. Um, and Rob Caldwell, a uh, bomb sound. He mastered our record. He's awesome. Uh, he masters a lot of stuff. And so anyway, this was before that. So I was just, you know, on some of these forums, like how do we get some traction? Why would anybody care? Um, you know, kind of thing. So I put a little, I don't know, 30 second minute kind of comp videos, some of the cuts. And, um, so I always joke, it was, you know, we were COVID-19, this whole thing. And hopefully your channel doesn't get flagged for me saying that. Oh, we try to get Uh, it flagged every single time. Patrick has no problem (laughs) in getting, making sure we get all our flags. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Uh, the C-19. So it was honestly was, I posted that. And then 19 minutes later, it was kind of a interesting thing. Bill, uh, Bill Bafford reached out. He's just like, are you interested? He heard that he, he loved it immediately. He was a big champion of it. So, um, and he has been sent. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, Crazy. that really, it was really that quick. I said, let me think about it. So I checked out what they were doing, their stuff and talked to him a few times and we signed the dotted line and, Nice. There we go. Yeah. And they're out here in California, I think is what Weapons of God was yeah. telling us. Yeah, Rock's yeah. Records. But uh, all the bands so far seem like they're on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. They love that's, them, that's they love them at, a, at a distance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Give them at an arm's distance. That's yes. right. They just like, <laughs> I guess they like shipping things back and forth. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. you know, that keeps Aaron in business. <laughs> yeah, I, I work for Big Brown. So uh, There you go. How many dates you guys play in a year? I mean, I you know... Are you guys going to get out on tour and kind of support the album? Probably if we do anything, it'll be a one-off here and there. We both are very busy with our, you know, jobs. Um, I'm an IT manager for a university. And uh, Courtney, you can. I I run a a pretty large private school down uh, just north of Atlanta. So, So, Ryan. Go ahead and point out. I just want to go ahead and point out that. I, I want to say like 95% of musicians are freaking geniuses. I'm in that bottom 5%. But like Ryan there and like my bass player, Jamie, my bass player, he's a daggone IT engineer for all these um, um, petroleum plants here nice. in Appalachia. He's, he's the boss over 18. You're an IT tech. Just that brain. It, it's there's, there's certain there's a certain level of intelligence that this kind of stuff takes. And so, I mean, it just blows my mind how people like Ryan and Jamie can do the stuff that they do, especially behind that soundboard. They'd be listening to that song so many times and you hear, well, I can't really hear the guitars popping right here in this one part. When my dumb ears are sitting going, it sounds beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of carve out a spot for these things. And I'm like, do what you do. I'll just. Well, I, appreciate, uh, I appreciate it, and I, and I doubt you're in the bottom five percent. But it's like, no, don't doubt hey, it. it. <laughs> yeah, talk to me long enough, there, Ryan. You know, I'll, I'll confirm. <laughs> no, it's it's um, you know, for Death of the Gunman. I mean, so we're pretty far past its release date at this point. If we do, um, you know, we've talked about it a little bit. Maybe some summer festival one-offs. That'd be our time. He's off you're pretty much off during the summer or you have a lot of time. I have a lot of time built up too. So, um, but it's primarily us and I'll, uh, I'll use some studio guys, uh, to fill in, like I said, for the new record, it'll be drums and, um, but everything else I'll play 
Um, but so that would require, if I bring some guys in to teach them the part, all that kind of stuff, which could be done. But um, yeah, so it, it's tough. I mean, especially at this age, a little bit more so with families and, and responsibilities to get out and tour. So, but I, I do, I do miss playing out live. I've been in a lot of groups over the years uh, playing. So, um, you want to so- know what my secret is to touring with a family, Ryan? What's that? If you just become such an irritant around the house, they want you gone for a day or two. Maybe a week. Get out of here. <laughs> and then you yeah. literally become like pepper spray in the house. Every time you walk into the room, they're like, oh, it's still you here. Get out. That's funny. I noticed Jermaine immediately laughed. Is that the same in your house, Jermaine? Oh, absolutely. I am the annoying little gnat, the, the thorn in my wife's flesh. So it's so easy. <laughs> see and it's not that way for me because it's right here in my home <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's it's like we're going to a show tonight my wife i said hey i'm going to show with dave she's like goodbye <laughs> you know <laughs> not and? when are you gonna be back <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah goodbye and so are you guys finally hitting up that backstreet um concert <laughs> <laughs> things long gone dude yes i was talking to my wife this morning about the uh new kids on the block convention in Chicago. <laughs> it's a convention. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? Um, I am not a fan. I must say up front, I am not a fan of the new kids on the black music. However. What do you do at a new kids convention? Uh, see new kids on the block. <laughs> exactly. Through the crowd like this. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even new anymore. Yeah. I mean, they are um, like the old dudes at the, at the home. Yeah. Oh, I got the yeah. answer to this because I know they're nkotb now (laughs) yeah yeah. because it's good to be an acronym so um (laughs) but i i went i took my wife to see new kids on the block on their reunion tour it was like 15 years ago and um you know i was uh tasked with holding the camera and taking pictures all night which is fine whatever Uh, i wasn't a big fan or anything but i did say wow they're pretty talented on stage. I'm pretty entertained. And um, I, I will say, I will give this piece of advice to any uh, any man who is single and somewhere between, uh, you know, 35 and 50. Um, if you want to meet a nice girl, go to an NKO TV show. <laughs> he knows what he, the part of the story that he's not telling you is that when he got back to the house, he stood in front of his body mirror for like three weeks practicing his dance. That's what he was going to do. Is that yeah. true? Year later. Well, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I wanted to go on the cruise with my wife and know the, know the dance moves. <laughs> no shame in that. No However, shame. I do have video, and this is a fact, I do have video of uh, Aaron dancing to New Kids on the Block. Dude, that needs to be posted <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. So, I need to see that. I think it got deleted. Um, no, I've got a copy, and I'll put it up on the page. Okay. <laughs> now, if you follow the page, I'm not tagging everybody. If you follow the page, you'll see it. If not, Facebook, well, Facebook Rock yep. Salt Radio. Okay. Facebook, Rock Salt. So, nice. <laughs> guys, um, thanks for coming on the show. Yes. Yep. It was, Thanks for the invite. Yeah, yeah. It was enjoyable talking to you. Um, oh, hey, one quick question. Hey, Ryan, yep. can you change the grades of the kids that are in Courtney's school? 
in Courtney school. Yeah. Since you're the <laughs> it guy and you know, there's probably some ethic, ethical questions to be had there, <laughs> but, uh, no comment. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying if there was like a 15 year old with a hundred bucks, do, do, you, do your kids go to Courtney's school? My kids? No. Yeah. Um, no, his kids go to his school. Um, mine just <laughs> As graduated. they should. <laughs> I have a, uh, one that graduated last year. She's okay. almost 19. And then I have a seven-year-old who's in grade school. So. Oh, okay. Sends kind yeah. of the wrong message, though, if, if your kids aren't going to your school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that'd be true. Um, and by the way, I mean that for public school teachers, too. <laughs> that's a, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a pretty strong message if you aren't sending your kids <laughs> To you the school where me. you teach. <laughs> I um, pulled my daughter out of the school where my wife teaches. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, this is a discussion for another time. Yes. Is it's, it? No. Is it? I don't know. It's interesting if you want to open I could, up. I could give Sorry. you my professional opinion if you wanted to ask an administrator. <laughs> <laughs> no advice on that scenario, but yeah, it might be. Hey, last week we had a fifth grade school teacher on too. Yes. I see a theme here. Yes. Ah. And they're all well, rockers. We, we, yeah. We have a lot of time off. I mean, the good news is, 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 you know, built into a calendar year, we have a lot of time off and. You get your in summer break the same time the summer tours start up. Right. In administration, <laughs> I can really take off any time I want. So um, it, it works out really, really well. It's, nice. it's super convenient. Yeah. Nice. All right, guys. So, Thank, what? I got a question, Dave. Oh, I, had, I didn't realize. Please. Like a jockey on the back of the horse. Let's get out of here. Come on. <laughs> so if we were to happen to make it to Georgia and you guys were available – would you guys want to play together? Are you guys come out and play? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With enough notice, yeah, we could work something up. Hey, I Mrs. Robot, can Ryan come out and play? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They'll be back by nine. No, be back by the time the street lights come on. My follow-up question is: How late do I need to stay up? <laughs> yeah, he's an administrator. It starts at two or three in the afternoon. I could probably pull that off. <laughs> Well, if you ask Aaron and, and Dave here, they know not to text me after eight because I'm done. And I always text after eight. He <laughs> does. <laughs> That's hey, not going to change, yeah, by the way. Mean, what's that? No, I that was nothing for, less. Than. Yeah, that was for Patrick. I'm sorry. Please, yeah, that, Ryan. No, I was just saying, yeah, for sure. I mean, like like I was mentioning earlier, you know, with enough time and and, and prep, you know. We would definitely do. And I mean, a lot of groups have done that, are doing that now. You know, tourniquet back in the day, you know, it would be a lot of, you know, dates here and there, you know. Um, it's just hard to pull off a tour these days. But, you know. Yeah, I get it. If the right financial yeah. situation came and, you know, we could step away from our, you know, day jobs. Yeah. I, yeah, I told the guys right. we're not. Go ahead, Jermaine. I'm sorry. I can book your tour. I've booked two tours. Patrick, so it just sounded like uh, they told and you they just out. want to be friends, man. <laughs> no, no, no. As, as a musician, oh, you're used to rejection, David. <laughs> That's the default answer, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like everybody just wants to be friends in the music. No, well, we don't. We we really love your music, and we love the lead singer's voice, but we don't have any opportunities at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on. 
Thank you very much. We look forward to hearing uh, new material in yeah. the summer. And where can they find you on all the socials? Yeah, so Facebook, Instagram, um, Motivic Band. Um, find us there. Those are the main spots. Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Um, digital releases come out there. Rocksrecords.com if you're looking to pick up, you know, physical copy, uh, CD, vinyl. Yeah, go buy um, the vinyl, everybody. Yeah. Hey, I, yeah, I do want to I do want to put this in there for people that are listening. Motivic, M-O-T-I-V-I-K. Yes, sir. And Rocks Records, that's uh, R-O-X-X. It's a double X. Yep. I think it's technically rocksproductions.com, if I'm not mistaken. It there is one of those, but it is rocksrecordsnow.com. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you're interested in the vinyl, you need to go get it now. There's I only 20 some copies left. Oh, right go now, so. go snatch it up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's a one it's a one run and done kind of thing. So Well, go follow the band Motivic. Go to a show, buy some merch, head over to the website, wherever you can get it. And uh, as we always say, you know, hit the the, the like and the follow because that's how everything works nowadays, right? Got to have those right. likes, got to have those follows. And bands survive off the merchandise. Go buy a shirt. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. All right. Or a vinyl. There's not many left. Yep. Give one while yep. you can. Hey, we're going to play Inception Good to right meet here. You guys. Thanks the for one, having us. Or a vinyl shirt. Yeah, a vinyl shirt. I see. I got another idea for you guys. <laughs> Genius. Yes. All right. Yeah. I like it. You won't sweat too much in it. You should give it out with uh, free deodorant. <laughs> we appreciate you guys inviting us on today. Thank you very much. much. Appreciate right. so Yep. Thank you guys. Yep. It's the Rock Salt Musecast experience.
Hi, this is Patrick from Three Days Under, and you're listening to the Rock Salt Newscast Experience. Get some.
Rock Salt Musecast Experience. Aaron, Dave, Patrick, and Jermaine. And we're all neighbors. <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? Well, pretty soon, three of you are going to be neighbors. I'm going to be uh, the one in the box. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yep. Because I'll be out here in California. California. Uh, you'll, yeah. join, you'll join us for long. What uh, what great songs are there about Kentucky? Um, um, uh, I, um, I know a great song about Georgia. <laughs> The night Which the lights one? went out in Georgia. It's a classic There's song. A songs. What? There's a lot of Georgia songs. Yeah. Like the devil went down to Georgia. Oh, that's yeah. a great song too. Yeah, I was about to say that one. He went down there to hang out with his neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> he went to find his nickel. Uh, all right. So, um, what I... Yeah, I, I get it, Aaron. I'm trying. I'm trying to piece it together, and I can't. Hey, shifting gears, it's a hard shift in the third. <laughs> um, hey, uh, I, <laughs> I looked down to see what that noise was. It's Jermaine. Sounds like he's got a yapper puppy in the room. Yeah, that's right. So, so Dave, continue here. All right. So, I stumbled across um, this uh, um, the the judicial committee hearings, meeting, debate, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they're so fascinating. I get it. I totally get it. All right. Um, I did find this one fascinating enough that I watched the whole thing, and. Um, I, uh, well, Patrick, how long do you think it takes to say the Pledge of Allegiance? Um, under a minute. Under a minute. Anybody else want to take a stab at it? Jermaine, how long? Yeah, under a minute, 30 seconds, 30, 45 seconds. Okay. I think it's around a little more than like a minute and a half. Okay. I said it to myself three times to myself today. And time myself, it is 12 seconds. 12 seconds of your day to say the Pledge of Allegiance. What are you doing? Like auctioneering it? Pledge of Allegiance is like sold in China by Joe Biden. Call it 15 seconds, but it doesn't take long. Okay. All that said, there was a debate on whether these elected officials should have to say the Pledge of Allegiance every day <laughs> now i want you to listen to this this the first one is from matt gates uh you know proposing this without objection mr gates is recognized to uh, explain his amendment thank you mr chairman here on the august judiciary committee we are charged with vindicating the constitutional rights of our fellow americans and the national or, and our pledge of allegiance is a national symbol of pride and unity and it was a great honor to be able to invite one of my constituents this morning to offer the Pledge of Allegiance. And so my amendment uh, gives uh, the committee the opportunity to begin each of its meetings with the Pledge of Allegiance. It gives our members the ability to invite inspirational constituents to be able to share and lead in the Pledge of Allegiance. I offered this amendment to the judiciary rules two years ago, and it was defeated. And I'm very optimistic that we'll have a different outcome today. That's the amendment, Mr. Chairman. All right. 
So that, that pretty simple, right? It's not a hard thing to ask for. And it took over 20 minutes for them to debate this. First being Nadler, <laughs> he just said, uh, uh, really, that guy is a big slob of a man, isn't he? I mean, really? Yeah. Step it up, bro. I mean, your appearance he sucks. looks like a Nadler. Yeah, he I looks mean, like... <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, it's, like. it's... I don't even blame him. I, I blame the people that... That elect went, him. They, yeah, they went yeah, in the voting like, booth <laughs> and said, oh, this guy, he'll do the best job. Yeah. Look at the guy. And um, my feeling is he doesn't want to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance because he's afraid he might crap his pants again. <laughs> and, yes, I love that video of him crapping his pants on stage. Go look it up. Yeah. Uh, but but the thing is, though, is... It's if so you, funny. <laughs> if you took your, like, your phone in to the watch, you know, the TV, uh, the phone repair place, and a guy like Nadler... Came out of the back. Oh, I can repair that. Uh, no, no, no. I'll I'll repair yeah. my own phone. No, you know. It, anyways, um, you know. So it went back and forth and back and forth, and uh, you know, one. <coughs> excuse me. You know, one person brought up. Uh, well, I I propose. I and I think it was. Um, oh, I think I forgot his name. Is a Booker. He uh, black guy, white white hair. I think he's from Georgia. Okay. Anyways, uh, he's the guy that said he was afraid Guam was going to capsize into the ocean if it became overpopulated. Uh, so yeah. um, anytime that guy speaks, I immediately think of that and go, yeah, he's got zero credibility ever. <laughs> <laughs> he thought Guam was going to tip into the ocean. Um, anyways, so yes. it's not. Yeah, right. <laughs> so anyways, he uh, he pipes in with, uh, well, you know, I, I think that uh, – uh, it should not include anybody that was part of January 6th or supported January 6th. And then another guy chimes in on the same thing. And, and then the Republicans come back and they go, well, then that would exclude most of your people if we had these criminals and stuff. Saying, you know, it was kind of funny to watch. But then common sense and logic from a guy I didn't know. And I liked this guy and I thought he was a Democrat. Turned out he was a Republican. Um I thought he was a Democrat because he was from Jersey. Van Drew. And this guy is dressed to the nines, man. He looked good. And this is what he had to say. Recognition, gentleman from uh, New Jersey, Mr. Van Drew. You know, I'm almost speechless. I wish we could all just, you know, walk out into the streets of America and talk to people and ask them if they believe the Judiciary Committee should stand up put their hand on their chest and pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, which represents all the men and women who have sacrificed, lost their lives, all the men and women who've given so much to this country, the purity of this nation, the greatness of this nation. I'm going to tell you, I, I don't think we should just do it in judiciary. I think in every committee, and I'm sorry, it's so much work. It takes, I don't know, let's time how long the pledge takes. Does it take 60 seconds, 90 seconds? And I know it's a real backbreaker, but I think it's okay. I think it's okay. We can we can do that little extra mile, stand up, put our hand on our chest, say what we believe, and reaffirm this America that we love. Come on, that, this can't be real. I can't believe we're having this debate. John from New Jersey, you? I couldn't believe we were having this debate either. He literally, he literally just took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to snap just as hard as he just did. Yeah. 
That's so silly. That the fact that that's even a debate really like. And that is where I was screaming at the TV. Do your job. Do that's your job. So Stop messing around with this garbage. It's a 15 second speech. Your pledge of allegiance. It doesn't take that much out of your life to do it. You know, and no, we, we literally, even when I was in school, even had to do that every single day. And you know what? It wasn't even a bother to us, whether we cared about America or not. It wasn't that much of a bother. Well, I the mean, fact that how many kids our, actually know the what the words mean? Honestly, exactly. Exactly. But, I you, didn't understand what the words meant until I was a senior in high school and I went to. I think everybody should do this in their life at least once. Go to Washington, D.C. and do the whole entire tour around Washington, D.C. and get the, uh, all the history and stuff like that. Because I, I, me personally, one of my testimonies, you know, I'm super patriotic now, but I haven't always been this way. I used to be one of those punk kids who talked about they hated America and stuff like that. And uh, because I didn't really understand. And then I started getting the history behind America and how America was built and everything like that. And it, it changed my perspective. The men and women who put their lives on the line for this country each and every day, uh, even inside this country, our, our first responders, our cops and all that stuff. It, like, it changed my whole entire paradigm of everything I thought about America and, and how it's functioned and everything like that. Yeah. The understanding the words behind what you're pledging to, man, is yeah. Well, um, I'm going to get off my soapbox for a second. I'm about to snap. That's all right. I, so I proposed a, um, you know, a, a separate committee that has to be in all of these committee meetings where they debate stuff. This is my idea. It's a committee of the people. You're you're uh, summoned like jury duty or something like that. Uh, some sort of lottery type, you know, they pick you to go, right? right? No, because then you get that one dude that they always interview on the news that has no business being interviewed on the news. <laughs> hey, man, I came in here to vote on that popcorn bill. No, but, no, no. Uh, no, no, but, no. Uh, I, I we just finished the bush light first, and uh, <laughs> I kind of got Taco Bell dinner. I taken her out for a fancy meal, and well, bush light and taco sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about, they don't have a say. They just are the supervisors that make you sure that guy supervising the government. <laughs> hey man, all I can't hey. think about them babies you're over here talking about. I mean, they taste like I would livers. take. I would take that guy over uh, who we got now. <laughs> so what I'm saying is like 12 people, equal amount, you know, both sides, bipartisan, whatever you want to call it. Okay. And, and one guy is like the jury foreman leader. Okay. And uh, at, at some point, cause there does not need to be a 20 minute debate on whether we say the pledge of allegiance or not. Uh, somebody hammers down this button that, uh, you know, throws a red, big, big red flag or, you know, eh, big buzzer or something. It says enough, get back to work, get back to work. We got bigger problems than whether Nadler wants to stand up once again for the pledge of allegiance. Tell you what, Jerry, if you don't get your big old hind end up out of that daggone chair, I pledge allegiance to kick it. Yeah. <laughs> like him, Apples boy. Yeah. 
I, that's what's wrong. There's no accountability. There's only accountability at, at election there time. Is there is at election time. Yeah, that's right. These that, guys run wild for two years. And uh, um, as long as they clean up their act within a couple of months of them being elected, then uh, everything's okay. That's not their fault, Dave, though. That's our fault. Yeah, it is that, our fault. It is our fault. And that's not their why, fault. That's why I say we need to get in there as, as a community and monitor... These these people that are running wild. How about this? Twenty minutes of debate on pledge of allegiance. People, Come on, people vote and get them out. That's that's the thing. Well, you know, I, hey, they're, if they're I was in Jersey, I'd be. Years. If I was in Jersey, I'd be voting for that Van Drew guy. Okay. Yes. Uh, Chip Roy spoke. Uh, I'd never seen him before then, but uh, I like that guy. Um, you know the. There's some dude, I don't even know his name, some dude from California, he's a Republican, he looks like, um, he looks like Fred Gwynn, you know, uh, um, oh, Herman Munster, and uh, he was, he was not wasting any time calling out, uh, you know, people as criminals, <laughs> you know. Chip Roy sounds like an, an attorney, like he would have his own attorney show, <laughs> Chip Roy, attorney law. Yeah, no, he'd be <laughs> Judge Chip Roy. <laughs> Judge Chip Roy takes the all rise. Judge Chip Roy presiding. Yeah, I think he is an attorney. So yeah, I think he is. He's a yeah. He's a, no, no, oh no. Van Drew was a dentist for thirty years. I see. Yeah, Chip Roy. You know, and so every two years they could do what they want. Then we get the every two years. It, it's sort of like. Uh, our former president Trump complained about DeSantis. DeSantis said the other day, he goes, "Hey, you know, people complain about me all the time, but every four years they get the vote. Do I get to stay in office or not?" Mm-hmm. And, hey, look here, and, your daggone man that you keep putting on a freaking pedestal just came out and said, "Yeah, I could be like a uh, Paul Ryan, you know, if I'm." So don't even start putting old Ronnie D back up there. That guy's daggone dirt bag. If I ever saw one. Well, again, uh, the people of Florida spoke um, and elected him by more do. by more the, by more people um, than ever has elected a governor in the state of Florida. So That's again, the, Trump's the people, bad for the party, man. the pe- The people have spoken, and that's so great about politics. Um, the people will speak. No, the uh, people don't speak, Aaron. Yeah, they do. The people don't speak. Yeah, they do. Did they speak in Arizona? Well. There are some problems. No, the people don't there are, speak. There is a prop. There are some problems. That's for sure. Well, but still, I don't hey, think, no, I think people are told. Yeah, but here's the thing: is we stopped teaching kids to uh, think critically. We stopped teaching them to question uh, what they're being told. We stopped teaching all that stuff, and uh, you get what you get now, which is oh. Well, I need the government to, hey, they said it was okay. Ah, yeah. What would they, they know better than me. (laughs) Well, that's why we're getting school choice in all these states now. I mean, we got to, let me ask you as a military man, what do you think of this uh, balloon floating across America? Look at what we've got for leadership. I mean, I I don't waste time thinking about it because it's going to be what they say it's going to be. I mean, is it appalling? Is it preposterous? Sure, yeah, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose any sleep because I know the hand we've been we've been we weren't even dealt, we were given it. Again. No, we asked for it <laughs> because they voted the for him. Nobody voted for that man. Yeah. Well, 
I, I, dude, I, I, I don't understand how two conservative men can sit there and say that that was a fair election by any stretch and sit around and say that, yeah, the people have spoken there with as many discrepancies and as many flags and as many things that have been presented as evidence just because your mainstream media isn't telling you it. You're all like, well, must have been fair, free and fair election. I didn't well, say well, that. No, I, I, I uh, let me let me go here. Uh, um, OK, uh, Aaron wants we, to put on the gloves. We we uh, I don't think we've ever said that there's been some problems. But this is how I look at it. And again, I'm not being, you know, trying to say Kuslay or however that word is. Um, you know, right. I know the man that I know the God that's in control. You know, and, and that's who I look to through all of this. And again, does that mean I sit idle and don't say anything um, when our leaders do something wrong? <laughs> no, I do. And, and I speak up, but I realize the God that's in control and it, well, my, everything's going to be okay. My whole gripe is don't say the people have spoken because the people didn't speak. That is, that's my issue saying that the people have spoken because they have not spoken. I mean, they, they actually screamed to the rooftops and half of them are still locked up because of an insurrection. So, so don't tell me the pe- that's when the people spoke on their quote unquote insurrection when you had over two million people at the Capitol. That's when they were spoke. They didn't speak at the voting booth because they weren't heard. They were suppressed. There were in a few states, and what I mean by a few is probably six to ten, uh, where some mischief went on. And uh, I'll tell you where I come from on this. Okay. Uh, I'm setting aside all the mischief at at polling booths. We all know what happened. Okay. We all saw the news. We all know what happened. Okay. They were covering up windows. They weren't letting people near so they could look. Yeah. Nothing like that. Okay. It wasn't in the open. All right. I'm setting all that aside. And I say this is how um, they manipulated the election. Uh, that Hunter Biden story. They buried that thing. Buried it. The FBI uh, uh, worked with Twitter to bury it and censor it. Okay? When the FBI is a branch of the federal government and they are working to censor free speech, uh, that's a Second Amendment rights violation. And uh, had and people, the polls are out there. I don't buy into the polls, but they're out there. Uh, people are saying, had they known that this Hunter Biden laptop story was true, it would have changed their mind about the elections. That is manipulating the elections. I just fear that you two are still drinking from the well of the mainstream media and waiting for them to, to uncover something when it's all owned by three individuals anyway. And so you're just drinking poison, no matter how much you know how much you put in. And for the record, the quote unquote conspiracy theories have nearly a perfect record as far as what was theory a year ago. Well, I and agree with you on that. I haven't, I haven't uh, disagreed with that. I mean no. the the uh, uh, Pelosi conspiracy theory was kind of thrown out when you see the video. I'll admit that, but. Um, you know, my thing about that video was 
Well, there didn't have to be any conspiracy theories. You could have released it when we asked for it. Yeah, what was that? How much of that video was doctored? I don't know. I saw him hit him with the hammer, and I listened to the phone call, and I saw him break into the house, and then he called a a, a news station in in the Bay Area that, and he's uh, his words. Uh, I regret what I did. I'm sorry. I uh, didn't do better. How do you know that wasn't coerced? You know, I I, I don't know, but I, I don't care. I really I just don't. don't trust any. I don't trust any of them. Well, that 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 would them. that would be mean too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I again, um, there's only one um, that I did that I do trust. You know, and and I follow him as I just said. You know, I yes, mean, I, I have, yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, have learned through all of this that, um, my dependence is on him is on God. And that's how it has to be. And that doesn't mean I, you know, I, I shouldn't do what I, I, I do as a, as an American and speak up, but I can only do what I I do, and the past is the past, and we and we have to move on. Uh, we have allowed those um, who deceived us to get away with it. But if I was in Congress right now, I would tell the FBI, you better straighten up, or when it comes budget time, your budget is zero. Zero. No question. So you let's will, do it. You let's will do close it. Your doors, because I will not fund the FBI, the DOJ ever again. Well, you saw it with, uh, this is just off the top of my head, uh, that one dude with, uh, oh, was it Jordan? I think it was Jordan, with uh, uh, the dude from Kroger's that was wanting something from Republicans uh, so he could expand his store or something like that. But uh, I'm going to credit it to Jordan. I think it was him. Uh, Jordan gave him a very nice reply about you know uh you, you know you you wanted these you know restrictions you wanted this stuff you wanted this stuff um you got it for the last few years and now that those same people are coming back to you know put these walls on you essentially i don't remember exactly what he said um now you're coming back to the republican side asking for our help and he goes all i can say to you is good luck, sir. And he he stopped, and it was perfect. It was the greatest thing to say. You asked for this. <coughs> you voted for this. You paid them. You lobbied them. You told them you wanted all this. Why are you crying now? Aaron, a minute ago, you said the past is the past, and like we should just move on. Uh, hi, a hypothetical situation here, and and so, and I'm not speaking yeah. this into yes. existence again. Again, it's a hypothetical situation. You're in this relationship, and your and your old lady she cheats on you. She does it multiple times, and she's got a, a history of doing so. You know about it. Are you going to look her dead in the eye and say, "Well, the past is the past. We're just going to move on," or are you going to rectify the issue at hand? Here's another one for uh, you. Um, if Jesus, I, I at the time of Jesus, when okay, he was on yes. this earth for 33 yeah. years. He was on this earth for 33 years and the sinful nature of man for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years. Jesus could have just easily said by your by your theory, well, guys, <clears throat> nothing has to be done about it. The past is the past. Let's just move on. I'm not going to that cross today. No, but there are things. What I'm trying to say is there are things that we can't do anything about. 
there, you can we, do something we, about we, everything. We, no, no, no. But I mean, as far as redoing the election, and dude, what? now dude, we, dude, we, the we can't. We can't no, no, no. Is, hold on, hold on. We can prosecute those who did something illegal. There's no doubt about that, and that's been done in some states, in some counties. Um, we can tighten our election laws like they've done. So we can. So you're gonna put the you're gonna put the wolf in charge of the hen house, okay? Let let's have these politicians who are corrupt as all get out fix the election laws and and arrest those who are guilty. These low level interns they're gonna put in jail just to have somebody to hang it on. Brilliant. Well, we'll see. Patrick's on fire today, man. He's throwing down the gauntlet at your feet. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Just call me Thanos. <laughs> Jeez. Major theories disappear. <laughs> All right. Well, this is kind of fun we have on the show. Folks. All right. If you're listening for the first time, kind I'm, of fun. I'm on the sorry show. for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> yes, and uh, you know, you gotta see what we say off air. Yeah. <laughs> no, you thing. don't. <laughs> All right. Hey, and we'll be right back on the Rock Salt Newscast Experience. Hey, this is P Funk, bass player for Faithhead, and you're listening to Rock Salt. But I don't really understand why it's called rock salt because they're not making any ice cream. So don't expect anything good. Rock salt musicast experience. Here, Dave Patrick and Jermaine. ADPJ. I love that. I'm going to get me an alphabet. I'm going to get me an alphabet going too. It's going to be the ADBBJ plus show. I'm not part of your parade, though. All right. We're going to do something here as we wrap this up. Uh, new segment, um, best and worst of the month. First show of every month. This will be the, the worst of my month. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll go, I'll go first. Uh, the best of uh, January for me is... Uh, I went on a cruise with my wife and my kids, and my kids and had a great time in Mexico. Um, it was the first uh, um, time these kids have ever been out of the country uh, on a cruise ship. Did and you just, just cross the time. border to get back home? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, no. I would have I left them out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a great time. And uh, most of all, my wife was very, very happy and that's kind of my job. And that's uh, that's when we had the I'm on a boat phone call. <laughs> yes. I'm on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> that was Alaska. That was, that was fun in June. Uh, the worst of the month uh, was uh, a couple weeks ago um, on a s- Sunday afternoon. And uh, the team I support, my football team, uh, Dallas Cowboys, lost to the Niners. I wish they were playing... Uh, Next week in the Super Bowl, but that's okay. But uh, it's not a bad month when that's the worst. I'm just you know, but it it all came to an end. So that was my worst of the month. <laughs> Jermaine, what's your best of the month? What's the best thing happening in January? Uh, <laughs> um, I would say. Well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> How about that uh that camp you went to? The winter camp. Oh dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the best thing to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you remember Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, uh, Aaron. Yeah. I literally have been sitting here like when y'all were having the whole conversation, 
I was like, dang, they're going to do the best and the worst. Jermaine, you hadn't thought in advance what it is. <laughs> I was sitting there, I was hey, like, don't worry yeah. about it. Neither have I. I haven't come no. up with anything. Yeah. I'll probably get for you, Dave. I'll, I'll right. be there for you. Yeah, you could be my the surrogate. The thing that happened to me in January was that camp. That camp was absolutely electric. Uh, the kids loved us. Actually, the kids are trying to fight the whole entire staff of that camp to get us back, uh, get us to come back for the summertime. Um, That's awesome. So were they, they actually they, like physically fighting them? Yeah, they were throwing hands. All right, cool. <laughs> Dude, if I go anywhere, it's it's a warrior anything. Dude. Sounds like, like my kind of camp. Thrown, then it's not it's not worth it. Did you have, have to be thrown. Did you have mosh pit class and <laughs> Absolutely. I showed them how to throw the smallest kid around uh crowd surf them and throw them around and everything. It was fun. <laughs> so so what's the worst of the month? What's the your worst? worst? Of the month? Yeah. Clearly the assault camp, but the assault the kids camp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I would say the worst of the month would be, have been, uh, I guess this one's personal too. Uh, the worst of the month was a meeting that we had to have with my pastor <laughs> Okay, about, balance, about balancing my schedule because I'm on staff at my church. Okay. Um, so he had the whole, I feel like you're putting too much energy into tricord and not enough in your ministry kind of conversation with me. And I was like, in my head, I was like, dang, tricord doing moves though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I, I'm glad you have men, a mentor in your life that someone can, you know. Yeah, because I kind of agree with yeah. him, Jermaine. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't agree with that dude at all. I've been beating feet to another congregation. Uh, you're, you're late. Yeah, you're late all, all the time, too. Days. You're late all the time, too. Dude, I'm late all the time? All the time. You guys are never here at 3 p.m. It's like 3.15 we're coming on. Don't tell me. Don't tell me I'm late. We were, we I'm were a freaking on, United States Marine. We were on time. minutes early. I'm an hour late. Oh, uh, you sure you don't have a show tonight? Yeah. I'm okay. Sure he, had, he had to stop and think for a second, and then you go, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> so, Patrick, cool. what is the best of the month for you? No, we're doing the worst of the month. Okay, worst of the month. Okay. Are Says the guy the who the he said we need to do a happy break. Yeah. What's the worst yeah. of the month? Am I doing the best or the worst? The best. Do the best first. Oh, best of the month. Dude, like the end of January, the last two weeks of January, I'm not going to go with that one. I think the best part of this this past month was I quit my job. You quit your job? I didn't that even know this. Best, that was the best part of last month. What were you doing? I was back in construction and painting, man. But I, I get chemically induced bronchitis um, a lot. And so, but then the boss started being, a, and he knows my medical thing with the, uh, with the VA and everything. And um, he just started being a real jerk about it. And so I just like, deuces, I'm out. Mm. Back to the couch. All right. Actually, it's not the couch. I do, I'm busier from five o'clock in the morning until <clears throat> bedtime nowadays than I was when I was working. It's all band stuff, band related. Mm. Yeah, it's not show related, Aaron. No, I can tell you that for sure. Not show. <laughs> no, you guys, you guys put but, but together I, the shows, but I book you <laughs> behind the scenes here. Um, fans of uh, three days under, um, 
you know, you're going to like what you hear next yeah. from this band. Just yeah. a little behind the scenes thing. Uh, worst of the month for you. You're going to like it. <laughs> you're going like to love it. You're going to listen to it and you're going to like it. That's right. <laughs> heart emojis and uh, worst of the month is this constant bronchitis. It's just always in my lungs. I'm always just hacking and coughing. That's the worst part about my month. It's like I, I can't sleep. I can't like even even rehearsals when I go to sing. It's like in between every song. I'm as a matter of fact, I'm pausing to cough. Yeah, that's terrible. It's just constant. And what? I just uh, are you drinking any more of your phlegm? No, no, no. <laughs> Ugh. That was so bad, dude. So bad. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> so, Dave, uh, what's the best of the month? None. Best of the month. Best of January. Best of, January oh, best of January? Best of January. Oh. Christmas was over? What happened? Is that, is that yeah. Christmas um, is over? Yeah. yeah, you know, that's pretty much it. I don't have, uh, it's, well, especially in the wintertime. In the summertime, you'll notice that uh, I go out more. But in the wintertime, I just pretty much stay in the house, and that's what I like to do. So my life is pretty uneventful. What's the best new music or new to you? Oh, stop already. That you've found in January. Uh, Oh, oh, since you bring it up, Rev for the Requiem. Okay. I like them. Okay. Have you guys checked them out? No, I have. No, no, but I will. It's like techno meets metal meets ABBA. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm not going there. (laughs) (laughs) And you, you found them in January. Yeah, I did. That's cool. Uh, I, you know how I found him was um, uh, our friend Jamie in 13 Minutes. He suggested uh, a couple of bands to me, and I went and checked them out on um, Spotify. And you know how it's always like, you know, if you like this, you, you'll probably like this. Yeah. And so I checked out a couple of those bands, and one was Rev for the Requiem. And they're like, I don't know. I think they're from like Sweden or something like that. Okay. Yeah, they're cool. Are they Christian or? Just- I think so. Okay. I think they are, um, not overtly, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But I did read some of the lyrics, and I went, they're definitely spiritual. You could say that. I don't know, but I found them through a Christian artist, so I just assume. Yeah, you know, and there's nothing bad there, so no, nope. I don't know. But they're cool. I like them. Red for the wreck, William. And the worst of the month is watching the. Uh, Grown men argue or women argue about saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Is that is that the worst of the month for you? Um, no, that's not the worst of the month. Okay. Uh, this that just equates to my you know uneventful life that I actually take joy in watching stuff like that. But um, I don't do it all the time. Yeah, you know I I, I don't. But sometimes something catches my eye like that that pledge of allegiance because what I'm upset about on that pledge of allegiance thing is that uh, number one, that grown politicians um, need to argue about this. It's 12 seconds. Back to sad again. Yeah. Back to sad. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the, the second thing is, is that we spent our hard earned money so that they could debate about saying this. It just, uh, no, that's not the worst part of my month though. Okay. The, my, the worst part of my month is this bit. 
You don't like it, huh? No. Well, thanks for playing along. <laughs> I hated it. Yeah, and I, I wanted to say in the group text, uh, sounds like homework to me. It sounds like, would you tell me what you did on your well, summer we're, vacation. We're going to at least do it one more time. And so uh, you got a homework assignment for the month. Oh, okay. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully tonight we're, tonight we're going to go see a, uh, um, a tribute band to... Uh, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, and hopefully that's the best of the month. I hear or, they're pretty or, good. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna see the newsboys in a couple weeks too. So hopefully oh, that, that'll be that, fun. That'll be fun. So yeah. hey, we're gonna end this on a positive mo hey, hey hey Patrick, I'm gonna end this with a prayer for you that this bronchitis will go away. So uh, Amen. Yeah, yeah. You guys join me in a pr quick prayer. Heavenly Father, I just come to you right now and I pray for our brother Patrick that you would uh, take this illness from his body, that he would uh, suffer no more from bronchitis. I just uh, thank you for your healing power. I thank you for what you've uh, done in Patrick's life and what you're going to do in his body um, as we go forward. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And what do we say, Dave? Well, I was going to go around the room, but oh, happy trails. Happy trails, everybody. Get on out of here. Happy right. Charles. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that he's one who will never leave you flat. No. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to pray and how to save my soul. He taught me how to praise my God and still play rock and roll. The music may sound different, but the message is the same. It's just an instrument to praise his name. Yeah. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine.
Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus. Jesus is a 